Hello, Hawks fans, and welcome to another episode of the Kettlecast with your host, Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast, I am talking about the Hawks' 115-123 to 123 loss to the Milwaukee Bucks. Despite a sparkling performance from Trey Young, the Hawks are unable to come out of Milwaukee with a win. Without further ado, let's get into it. want to get a win when you go up and face Milwaukee on their court and the Hawks were just not able to do it. It always stinks when you feel like the officials played some part at the end of the game and certainly when the Hawks are down three with 16 seconds to go, but the Hawks have the ball and they're passing it in from out of bounds and the Hawks get an offensive foul, which takes that opportunity out of your hands. It feels bad, but the Hawks played a great game up in Milwaukee and took the Bucks up until the brink. Uh, I think the final score of 115 Hawks, 123 Bucks doesn't really sh- t- show how close this game was. And I thought the Hawks did a nice job of, despite getting down double digits in the third quarter, um, after some really nice performances from Drew Holiday and Giannis Antetokounmpo in that period, uh, to come back, hang in there, and be... they The Hawks took a brief lead in the fourth quarter and be right there. Um, playing the Milwaukee Bucks tough on their home court. Uh, it was a, it was a fun game to watch, but you want, want the Hawks to be able to come out of that with a victory. Uh, unfortunately, they were not. This game takes the Hawks to four and two. Uh, Milwaukee improves to five and zero. Oh. but this was a fun game in the first half. The Hawks did a really nice job of defending Giannis Antetokounmpo. The two-time MVP finished the first half with just four points and six rebounds. I thought the Hawks did a really nice job of mixing up different looks. And I thought that the Hawks' bigs, whether it was Clint Capella, Onyeka Kongwu, or John Collins, were doing a nice job of just forcing Giannis to tank tough shots. He wasn't getting anything easy. Onyeka Kongwu had a huge block of a dunk attempt from Giannis, which doesn't happen every day. Um, And the Hawks did a nice job of taking Giannis out of the game. Unfortunately, Brooke Lopez, noted Hawks hater, whether he was at the Nets, Lakers, or now the Bucks was just going off. He had 19 points in that first half. Really kept the Bucks in this game. He was draining three pointers. At one point, he was five of five from the field, and those 19 points helped keep the Bucks ahead, where they had an eight point lead at halftime, 50, uh, 59 to 51. And it felt like a game where the Hawks should have been ahead. The Hawks came out and got into the paint, and were getting a lot of good shots early in this game. Uh, Again, this was the second night of a back-to-back for both teams. And I thought for the Hawks, there was a little bit of missed opportunities where they had better looks than they ended up shooting. Um, If you look at their shooting splits from the game, the Hawks shot 45 of 94 from the field, 48%. They shot 45% from three, 13 of 29, and then 80% from the free throw line, 12 of 15. And you look at those and you're like, if the Hawks shot that well, how did they lose this game? And you look at the Bucks numbers. Well, the Bucks shot forty nine percent from the field. They shot thirty nine percent from three, and they shot sixty five percent from the free throw line. But then you look at the disparity at the free throw line. The Bucks had twenty nine free throw attempts compared to just fifteen from the Hawks, and fifteen of those free throw attempts for the Bucks would come in the fourth quarter when the Hawks got zero. And uh, just looking that, looking at that, seeing the numbers, it. It's like, how is that even possible? Watching the fourth quarter, the Bucks were being aggressive going to the basket. 
after doing such a good job on Giannis in that first half, limiting him to four points, the Hawks let him get to the free throw line. Um, and that is just some young play. I think Jalen Johnson did a nice job in the first half, but got into a little bit of foul trouble. And then it's just hard to defend Giannis onto, onto Takumbo. He is seven feet tall. He can dribble the ball. Um, he'd finished the game with 34 points despite that four point first half. And, uh, it's just hard to guard that guy. Um, and so he was able to get to the free throw line. Now, I don't know why the Hawks were unable to get to the free throw line. That fourth quarter was tough for everybody. Um, the Hawks did a nice job at the beginning of the fourth quarter. Uh, Nate McMillan went to the holiday brothers and Justin holiday finally got hot. He was able to hit a couple of three pointers and a couple of uh, shots inside the paint to keep the Hawks in it. Justin was able to hit a couple of three pointers and get a couple of shots right at the elbow for a little 10 point flurry that helped keep the Hawks in this game. The Bucks had built a double digit lead in the third quarter behind just some monstrous play from Drew Holiday. It's always fun to see all three Holiday, Holiday brothers on the court at the same time. Uh, and the broadcast talked a little bit about how that fam familiarity uh, is a boon for Justin Holiday guarding his brother Drew. I'm sure Drew has the same thing when he's guarding his brothers, but it's cool seeing Aaron, Justin, and Drew all on the court at the same time. But Justin was finally able to hit a couple three-pointers, and that kept the Hawks in this game. The Hawks were able to take what had been a double-digit lead and cut it down into a manageable four-point lead. It's fun to see how Nate mixes and matches with that second unit. And frankly, as I've talked about in this podcast before, I do like when Nate McMillan tries a couple different guys out. He is trying to figure out what combinations work between uh, John Collins, Jalen Johnson, Clint Capella, and Yannicka Kongwu. I like to see that lineup of Jalen Johnson and Yannicka Kongwu. I like to see JC and OO. I think there's a lot of different permutations that can be used there, but this was really fun to see the Hawks stick with Justin Holiday. Um, AJ Griffin got a little bit of run in the first half, but Justin Holiday, if he comes in and he hits those shots, give him the ball. And uh, DeJounte Murray found him on a fast break, and the Hawks were able to use transition points to really stay in this game. The Hawks scored 14 points in fast break compared to just five from the Bucks, and that's an area where the Hawks can do even more. I think they're looking to do that, but one area that it kind of hurts them is in second chance points, and the Bucks were able to uh, score 20 second chance points on the Hawks, and it felt like at a couple of really big moments, the Bucks were able to get offensive rebounds. They got 14 offensive rebounds in this game. Um, that's just too many, and it really hurt the Hawks when they would have a nice possession, do a good job defending, and then the Bucks were able to get to the to the ball. But the Hawks climb all the way back into this game. There's a fun flurry right at the end of the game where Trey Young puts the Hawks up by one with a three-pointer. Then Giannis Antetokounmpo hits a dunk. The Hawks come back. They get a little bit of a floater for another to take the lead again. Giannis has another dunk. And this was a back-and-forth game in the fourth quarter. And it felt a little bit unfortunate that the officials blew the whistle the way they did with 16 seconds to go. But um, just nice to see the Hawks have a little bit of fight and dig themselves out of a double-digit hole in the second half, come all the way back and have a lead 
um, in the fourth quarter. It's always fun to go against Coach Bud. Coach Bud has some of the best reaction faces in all of NBA basketball. If you ever want to uh, see a coach really lose it, not get angry necessarily or anything, but really show their emotion on their sleeve, um, Coach Budenholzer is somebody to watch every game. But really nice performance from this young Hawks team. Of course, it would be fun for them to get a win, uh, but they were unable to do it. Looking at some of these performances, of course, you got to start with Trey Young on the second night of a back-to-back, albeit one where the Hawks put the Pistons away early so the starters didn't have to play as many minutes. Um, Trey came back and played 36 minutes. He had 42 points on 32 of or on 15 of 32 shooting. He was 5 of 10 on his three-pointers, hit all of his free throws, had six rebounds, five assists, and just two turnovers. He was able to keep the Hawks in it kind of single-handedly at a few points in this game where it felt like the Bucks might get, let it uh, build a huge lead that was insurmountable. But uh, Trey Young hitting deep three-pointers. He had a couple uh, from where the Hawks put their uh, website on the court. Bob talked about it on one of them, that Trey hit a three-pointer from the F in the forum on the court. And uh, it's just always fun when Trey Young is cooking. His backcourt mate, DeJounte, had 21 points, six assists, and five boards. Um, Clint Capella had a nice game. One thing I will always get on Clint Capella about is dunking the basketball. I don't think that he has much touch at all around the basket, but he had his basket. He was making shots tonight. He was five of eight from the field. Uh, he even made a free throw, which is great. One of two from the free throw line. He had 10 rebounds and was part of the really nice defensive effort the Hawks had on Giannis Antetokounmpo. Uh, John Collins. John Collins is still figuring out his role on the court now that the Hawks have DeJounte Murray. Um, he is not shooting nearly as much as he did last year. He'd finished this game with four points, uh, which is the same amount of points he had in the last Pistons game. And he was just two of four from the field, missed both of his three-pointers, uh, did not get to – well, he got to the free throw line and missed two free throws, which he's too good of a short shooter to do that, uh, would finish with five rebounds, two assists. Um, but he also had two turnovers. Everybody in the starting lineup for the Hawks had two turnovers except for DeJounte Murray. And for the Hawks to finish with 12 turnovers, that's just, that's not an ungodly amount, but that's just too many. And most of those turnovers were live ball turnovers that allowed the Bucks to get out and get easy buckets. And um, one thing I'd like them to work on, and whether it's John dribbling, uh, DeAndre Hunter dribbling, uh, whatever it is, they just have to cut down on those turnovers. Finally, DeJon, uh, DeAndre Hunter closes out the starting lineup. He'd finished with 14 points on 4 of 10 shooting. He was 2 of 4 on his three-pointers, 4 of 4 on his free throws. That's an area he can keep getting to the free throw line. He had five rebounds. Um, he also had those two turnovers. And so it, it was a nice performance from the starters. I thought, again, Trey really took a lot of the shine. But um, I thought Hunter, especially early on, was aggressive enough. I think the Hawks are at their best when they're moving the ball, but when every possession has one, you know, at least one time getting into the paint, whether that's a paint and kick or paint and finish. Um, the Hawks getting into the paint and putting pressures on the defense that way is one way that they're going to get a lot of wins. Um, they wouldn't, they would actually, the Hawks outscored the Bucks points in the paint 46 to 44. And with a team that has Giannis Antetokounmpo, it's really impressive to get more points than they did. Um, 
in the paint. So nice job. For the Hawks bench, Akongwu didn't have his biggest scoring night. He was just three or five from the field. I do like that he's confidently taking uh, a little jumper. He's taking it like at the free throw line, maybe a little further out. But if he's able to add that shot and get guys to have to defend him there, it's going to be huge for the Hawks. He would finish with six points, including a monster dunk over Giannis. He he got a putback dunk over Giannis, where even Giannis had to like kind of do a double glance. Who was that guy that got up over me? Um, he had a huge block, like I said, on Giannis. So just strong performance from uh, Neki Akangwu. He only played 19 minutes, and that's somewhere where maybe you're asking Nate why you only played Akangwu 19 minutes, but it was good to see the young man uh, play well especially against a former MVP. Aaron Holiday played eighty, uh, played 24 minutes. He was one of two from the field. Um, and then Justin Holiday was really the best player off the bench for the Hawks. Four of five from the field, two of three on three-pointers, 10 points. If he is hitting his shots, he's a big boon for the Hawks. He does foul a little bit more than you'd like. But if he's not hitting his shots, I think he, he can't be out there. But really good nights from uh, Justin Holiday. For the Bucks, you start with... The Greek freak, Giannis finished with 34 points and 17 boards. Um, he got to the free throw line 19 times. Of course, any time a player gets to the free throw line 19 times, he's putting a lot of pressure on the defense and getting that defense into foul trouble. Um, Drew Holiday had a really good game. I don't know if it's just he saw his brother and he wanted to show up or whatever, but he finished the game with 35, 34 points. He had 12 assists and just three turnovers. Um Drew really carried the Bucks in the third quarter. Uh, Giannis, like I said, he, he talked about it after the game. He didn't feel like he had the best game. And you look at his stat line and you're like, how can someone who had 34 and 17 not have a good game? The Hawks did a nice job defensively on the Greek freak, but um, it was really Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez in that first quarter who kept the Bucks in this. Brooke, who had 19 points in the first quarter or first half, would finish the game with just 21 points. Um, but the Hawks are going to have to figure out a little bit of how they want to defend Brooke. He's just too good of a shooter, even though his early season, he's not hitting the threes quite as well as he has in the past. You can't just give him open corner threes or, you know, you have to contest his three pointer a little bit. So huge performance from Drew, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I think those were the big players for the, for the Bucks who really were able to hold off the Hawks and, and get the Bucks to five and zero. but um, strong performance from the Hawks, one you're not upset about. It's not like they, they can't, went out and got blown out, but one that you want to get a win. You play well, you get a 42-point per performance from Trey. You want to get a win in that game. But one thing that sticks out as well on some of these rewatches is just you can tell that players are still getting familiar with one another, especially DeJounte Murray in that starting unit. Um, whether he's figuring out how to pass the ball to Clint Capella are these bigs where the big wants the ball? Um, Murray likes to do a lot of bounce passes, passes that are low. And um, it doesn't seem like Clint Capella and the other bigs are, have been used to those passes. Most of trades come um, as lobs up high, but the Hawks will get turnovers that way. Or even on defensive assignments, guys are still figuring out, oh, who's going to switch? How are we handing off pick and rolls and stuff like that? And so you see a little bit of, miscommunication or blown coverages and stuff on things like that. And that's going to get cleaned up. Also with some of these young guys, whether it's Jalen Johnson, AJ Griffin, um, 
you're going to get some mistakes and and that's fine. That's honestly for me, I'm happy seeing those mistakes because I'd rather the guys get the experience. There were a couple times I thought Jalen Johnson tried to take a charge and he only played about a few games at Duke, but it apparently still has the uh, Duke ability to try to take charges and he drew blocks and that got the Hawks in foul trouble. Um, and I like to see him either try to defend um, or, or not, you know, not give easy fouls like that. But a tough loss for the Hawks. They fall 115 to 123 to the Bucks, And they look ahead to a game on Monday against the Toronto Raptors, who are a totally different team from the Milwaukee Bucks. But uh, the Hawks are 2-1 and one on this road trip, hopefully trying to get over 500 on this road trip before, you know, they play Toronto, then the Knicks, and then they will be at State Farm Arena to play Zion and the Pelicans. But tough loss, Hawks fall to 4-2, and two, and we will be back to uh, recap the game between the Hawks and the Raptors. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the KettleCast. If you can leave a rating or a review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that is a huge help to the KettleCast. Go Hawks!